Welcome to Makers Chat, a podcast community for creatives. I'm your host, Danielle Kaminsky, artist, maker, and educator from Spartanburg, South Carolina. Join me as we share our stories and explore the topics that are most important to creative entrepreneurs and makers. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode. I'm here today with Amy Sadler of Amy Sadler's Designs. How are you, Amy? I'm good. How are you this morning? I'm doing really good. Thank you for having me. Oh, I'm excited to have you on here. So to start us off, just kind of tell everybody who you are, where you're from, and, and what you do. Okay, I'm I'm Amy Sadler. I actually live um, with Amy Sadler Designs. I actually live in Missouri, in a little town in the corner of Missouri, and love it here. But however, I have been all over the world. I just happen to live in Missouri. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I, my business uh, has been Chateau Chic, Des- Chateau Chic Finishes. I started in 2013 painting kitchen cabinetry and bathroom cabinetry for my homeowners. And then it kind of morphed into painting as well as design work and helping them with their remodels mainly. Fun. Yeah. I love that. So do you... What's your favorite thing to paint then? If you started out painting, did you love doing cabinets or furniture? What was your what was your preference? It's so funny because if you ask me to paint a wall, I will be like that I will oh that's horrible to me. The thought of painting one solid wall, one solid color which probably takes a total of 25 minutes to me sounds like the worst job in the world. Um, but you asked me to paint a set of kitchen cabinets. It's going to take me three weeks to do from start to finish. And I, I can't be more excited. So, <laughs> so you like cabinets. I do like cabinet I finishes. love to paint cabinets, specifically um, when I have a homeowner that has a kitchen island and we're going to do a fun finish on the island, which um, we I get to do a lot or I have gotten to do a lot. And then basic cabinet paint, you know, it's still fun, but when I get to do my, my faux finish or my flare or, you know, something fun, um, what I like to do is get to meet the homeowner, get to know them, know their style. And then I create a finish specifically for their style. So that's always, that's what gets me going. Yeah, that is, that is awesome. That does sound like a creative's dream to get to help somebody (laughs) dream up the design like that. Yeah, it's awesome. So how did you get into that? How did you get into to painting in people's homes? Um, I had was kind of forced into a career switch. I had worked in banking for a very long time. And then all of a sudden, my bank job, um, they had, the bank was closing, basically. And so I needed to do something different. And I went and I took some painting classes for cabinetry. And... I loved it. I thought it would be a part-time gig outside of working for another bank, Um, but I got a job right away, and I was never without a job from that day on until I didn't want to, until I wasn't able to do it anymore because I had, I was pregnant, so. So how did that, is that when you kind of started working for yourself then, when you got pregnant? Is that when your business changed? It's when my business changed. I, I worked for myself some from 2013 when I started painting kitchens. And then in 2017, I was pregnant with Gigi. She's okay. three now. So in 2017, uh, she was born in 2018. I took 
kind of a sabbatical trying to figure out what to do. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then I moved into more like online space and just showing what I kind of the things that I do on my Facebook page and on Instagram. And so, yeah, that's where I'm at now. Fun. Fun. Yeah. So when you, um, and, t- and tell us, tell our audience a little bit about some of the crafts and stuff or not, and not just crafts, but like the DIY stuff that you do on your live videos, because right. that's always fun for me to watch. <laughs> Well, I try to do more home decor. I don't know what the difference is. I, I think crafting, it, I think everything that even you can craft a shelf, you can yeah. craft your kitchen cabinets, you know? So the word crafting means so much to so, mm-hmm. and it's so different to so many people. Some people think Dollar Tree crafts, and I love those too. Um, but what I try to do on my Facebook page are a home decor craft DIY that I am going to actually use in my home so that so it's something I love and something that I will use. And so that's kind of, every project I try to do is something that will be beautiful that I will use in my own home. And I want to show my um, followers the products they can get and um, how to do it and what I do. So, yeah, yeah, which is awesome. I mean, yeah. I, I love that. And that's it's really helpful, too, for people who want to, yes, you know, do this thing. But they're just they're not sure how to even get started. Yes. And you make it really simple. You do a really good job of laying out the process. Well, thank so. you. And I try because I have done DIY or crafting or whatever you want to call it for so long. And I have so much information in my head of products and how to's and I mean I've been doing my own home decor since I was 17 so that's a long time ago Danielle so (laughs) I know a lot about all the different products and different things I've learned over the years and I am hoping some of the older crafts will make a comeback and so I'm trying to you know just incorporate all of the fun things that I know how to do and show people what it is. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. I like to, um, one of the first things I learned how to do when I was younger was crochet. Yes. And I love it. But, you know, there's there's not as many popular opportunities for that anymore. So I was the same way. I was like, how can I make this part of what I do? And that was when I started crocheting with wire to yeah. make jewelry pieces. And it was just, I don't know, I'm, I get that though. Like there's some of the older older trends and older DIY things that it's like, they're a lot of fun. I would love to well, see them. And my grandmother, both of my grandmothers, my mom, they sewed, they crocheted, they made the neatest things like that you couldn't even find in stores, you know, and that inspired me. And last year I actually did a hand crocheted wreath with big fat yarn and it was so adorable it was so cute and I loved it so much. So I'm always trying to think like, how can I, you know, take something old and make it new again? That's really cool. Whether it's the skill or the item. <laughs> the exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, tell us a little bit about the, the design part and how that sort of added onto your business and how you do that now. I love doing design. So when I say design, I'm not a trained interior designer, but I noticed that when I was helping people pick paint colors for their kitchen cabinets, 
Um, they were usually in the middle of a remodel or wanted to at least update a certain area of their home, but they were they were struggling with how to put things together, what countertops to pick, what backsplash kind of goes with the style and the look that they're going for, along with wall colors and cabinet colors. So I just was, I was, I just naturally had a gift for putting colors together. It's mm -hmm. one of my favorite things to do. And so I just started shopping with them. And what we would do would we, I would help that if, if they're keeping their countertop, then countertops are basically where we started. Um, so if they're keeping their countertop, then we go with, you know, that if we're picking new, then we go and we pick new countertops and then we start to choose all of the other things that go along with the remodel because mine, mine were mainly kitchens. So yeah. then we would start to put the actual design together um, and then pick the color, the paint colors last. So it was, um, it was a lot of fun for me and my customers trusted me and so that made it um even more fun um you know and and then the in the end you see it all put together and you're like oh okay this is awesome you know and then they love it and it was just mm -hmm. and then it just got easier and easier and more fun so it sounds really rewarding too probably just to see how excited they get over the projects it was it was now <laughs> You're not very excited in the middle of a remodel project. No. <laughs> it's kind of a nightmare. It's not until the, the literal last minute when everything is finally, the last door is hung and the last drop of paint and piece of trim goes down. And then you're like, oh, okay, it, it looks good. I'm so happy now. But in the middle of that process is like torture. So it's is there a part of that process that you feel a little bit like a coach and a therapist? Like, it's okay. Just trust the process. We're going to get through it. Yeah, I said that a lot, actually. And, <laughs> and it, but it's, it is hard as the, as the homeowner, but I, I understood. And what was also good was I was able to tell them like, th this happens to everybody. Also, I always said, you know, add at least 20% onto your budget, whatever you think your budget is, it has to be, you're going to need to add money onto that at the end. Everything costs more than you think. You run into problems more than you think. So stuff like that. But yeah, you were talking about in, in earlier, I'm, I don't want to go back and ask you because you had said like, if someone asked you to paint a plain wall, that's not your jam. But do you ever get the opportunity to paint like a, I don't know what am I trying to say? Like an accent wall that would be something fun and funky oh, yeah. with a pattern or that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I did a lot of, um, Venetian plaster walls or, um, yeah, I got to do a lot of fun. It's called a, a faux finish is what we would have called it, but focal walls for, yeah. And there, and what we do is we take the colors um, from the remodel and then we will put them into a pattern or a design on one focal wall. So, yeah. That's really fun. So with your daughter, does she, does she ever craft with you or do you get to have a lot of fun with her? She doing that kind of thing? the paint. So she, she has her own, and I have a club, I call it the clubhouse, my she shed, and she has her own little drawer and shelf and all of her own paints and brushes and papers and all of her fun little crafty things. And she knows she can go straight to it 
and do whatever she wants with it and she can get paint on the floor out there and yeah she loves to craft with me oh that's so fun uh -huh. that's so fun yeah she just started preschool this morning so I just oh, dropped wow so this was like first day of preschool first day of preschool yep how are you doing mom <laughs> good I'm I'm really good because she loves it. She loves to be around people and kids, and she was so excited. So, yeah. Good. Oh, that's exciting. It makes it easier for sure. I'm if sure. If she was upset, I would I would have been upset, but yeah, she's happy. So are you literally just starting this whole new routine now where you're going to be like, hmm, I've got more time to do stuff? Um, yeah. Well, Yes and no, because usually if I have free time, I'm cleaning up after her. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. We'll see. We'll see. Um, you had said earlier, too, about, you know, you have this gift for, for helping people, like, pick their colors and figure out what's yeah. going to go together and that kind of thing. Have you ever studied color theory? No, no. Nope, nothing like that. Okay. I'm always hoping that someone says yes, that I can be like, tell me about it. Because I haven't either, but it's a fascinating concept to me. For me, it's just, I really um, like to gauge the customer, my clients, and their style, and then go from there. And for me, colors just are alive and I can just like, are they friends? Do they get along? Do they not get along? You know, yeah. that yeah. kind of thing. Or I think these two would be friends if we put them together in this way. And I know that mm. sounds really weird, but it's no, just, I don't think so at all. I love my it. Brain, my brain just kind of works. That yeah. Way. No, I love that. That's awesome. Do you have, I mean, like, so thinking back and I'm sure it sounds, I mean, you've been doing this for a while now, but do you have like, is there a project that if I were to say like, what was your favorite project to work on? That it was just like, Oh, this one, definitely. Um, you know, I don't, I don't not. I have such a good relationship with my clients that they were all really good. Mm -hmm. Um, and I loved every one of them for different reasons not the clients and the projects. Yeah. Um, I think, like I said, when a client gave me kind of free reign to create something for them specifically, those were my favorite times. So if I was able to do a piece of furniture or a kitchen Island or that focal wall you were asking me about specifically for a person and their style and they loved it, those were always the best moments for me. And that I can't pick one. That makes sense. So it sounds like, and tell me if I'm wrong, but you sound like a people person. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. I'm, right. I'm, I would say I'm an introvert for sure. Um, and, but I love getting to know people on a deeper level and, um, you know, knowing yeah. what they love and what makes them tick. I just feel like that uh, getting to know someone intimately makes me happy. That. Yeah, I love that. That's yeah. really cool. So what then have you, I, well, I know you do. You work in your own home, right? Making uh -huh. it beautiful, making it something that you love. What have your design choices been for your home? Well, my design choices are not the typical. I feel like um, I don't have a typical style. I love European, eclectic, jewel tones, like, 
I love florals and leopard print and dark green. Um, I love black and white tile. So I love stained glass. So when you look at my Instagram, you'll see my home. And you can see that I recently did my back door with a stained glass look. It's so beautiful. I love it. My kitchen is um, a really beautiful dark green. And the entire, everything about it is green. All the cabinets, the walls, um, the shelves, every, everything is the same color of green. I just, I am getting ready to redo my lawn. My whole house is getting kind of a do-over this year, over the next year. So the laundry room will be dark but floral really beautiful i'm loving it i love antiques i love vintage i love blue and white so i'm definitely not typical i'm not farmhouse i'm not mid-century modern i don't know if you could like you couldn't nail you my couldn't nail it down to a, <laughs> yeah you couldn't nail it down to a style it's very eclectic and it's, it's very, very you eclectic. right yes I, yes I pulled up your um I pulled up your Instagram so that I could could see yeah. what you were talking about. And, oh, my gosh. <laughs> I love that green that you've got in your kitchen. Yeah. I'm actually, um, I'm getting ready. To, well, I'm sort of mid-process, I guess. I'm refinishing a dining room set that was gifted to us by my mother-in-law. Uh -huh. And I'm using a very similar green as my uh -huh. base. I love that kind of hunter green on yeah. the edge of teal uh -huh. kind of green color. Yeah. It's my favorite. That's yeah. really pretty. That's exactly what it is, and I love it. So how did you create this, this stained glass finish? Well, it's Just a, paint? No, it's a, no, that's it's not a paint. vinyl sheet from um, Home Depot. Oh, wow. And, yeah, and it, but it's beautiful. I have written a blog post about it with a link in my blog to that sheet vinyl but it's four windows and my back door looks like real stained glass it's beautiful I love it so I love that I'm gonna have to try that we have um our front door has like the big open glass on either side yeah and I love it because it's pretty and it lets in light and I don't want to cover it with drapery but then at the same time it means that you can't walk in front of your front door unless you're just like yeah, fully presentable they, for someone to have, see. They have the plain frosted glass look vinyl as well. So if you mm -hmm. want it to just be clear but but frosted, they have that vinyl as well, and they have patterns and all kinds of different things that you can choose. That just happened to be my favorite. That's so. fun. But so what drew you to this in the first place? Because it's you know it's kind of it's a I mean, I love it. I love all things creative. And so for me, I'm like, oh, it makes perfect sense that this is what you wanted to do. But, <laughs> you know, you were in banking, which is a very different line of work. What drew you then to make you go, okay, well, let me let me go take this paint class. Well, my dad built houses as I was growing up and my mom designed all of our houses beautifully. She had a gift for it. Um, so I've always loved a new house, a new build. I know how it works. My dad would build our houses so I would get to watch a house go from you know dirt to house in a in a several months time and um so I've always had that love I worked in banking um 
because it was, you know, I had a young family and I had young boys and um, that was just my job. And then when the bank closed and I had the opportunity to do something else, I knew that I wanted to do something creative. Um, and my sister was learning faux finishing, um, from cl taking classes and learning faux finishing for walls. And then that same school offered a cabinetry class that I went to take because my sister was doing it. So um, that's how I even heard about it from my sister. That's pretty cool. And then it just stuck. It was just, it. thank you, Jesus. It was, it was mm -hmm. my path. Yeah. So, and I have to say, let me just say really quickly that losing my job at the bank when the bank was closing was so terrifying for me. I was a single mom. I had two boys um, at home with me and I was scared to death and God really put your path in front of you like you just have to recognize it and yeah. um i was scared but i went ahead and did it anyway and then it was the best thing i ever could have done so yeah. i i get that feeling it's sometimes the scariest things are the things that end up bringing us exactly where we were supposed to be to begin with which yes. and it was scary for me to spend my money on the class too because yeah. I didn't know that that was going to work out that way at the time. Right. So, but luckily I took that leap of faith and I listened to my, listened to my gut and I prayed about it. And, and then it was a really, really great thing. That's awesome. So sometimes. So how old are your boys now? Oh my goodness. Funny story. So I have a 27 year old. He just turned 27 this week. I have a 20 year old and I have a three year old. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so you, wow. So I knew your boys were older, but I didn't realize quite how big that age difference was. Yeah, 27 and 3. And so I was 17 the first time I had a baby, and I was 40 the last time I had a baby. So, wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's got to be a lot of fun, though. I it bet is. they just dote on her. They think she hung the moon, and yeah. she thinks they're the coolest kids ever. Yeah. So she doesn't know. You know that that it's weird. <laughs> yeah, there's no frame of reference there. Yeah, not quite that big of an age difference, but there's 12 years between me and my youngest sister, and it's kind oh. of you know, so that's still a pretty big age gap. And it's, yeah, it, well, yeah, no, it's fine though. Years between my sister and I, and six years between my other sister and I. So we had six and eight, and my boys are actually six years apart. Yeah. So. Uh, I thought that was a big gap, and then you know, 20 years later, I had another one. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. But I wouldn't um, do it different. Of course not. Of course <laughs> not. Because it just wouldn't be the same. It yeah. wouldn't. No. Um, do you know your Enneagram type? <laughs> I think so, but I'm not an expert at it. But I think if I have, if, from what I've heard just kind of briefly, um, I think I'm an eight. Okay. And I, I don't. No, um, for sure, but I think I'm an eight because of the, like, I'm a very upfront, per, like, uh, honest person, not just on, everybody's honest, but um, I tell it like it is, but I appreciate honesty as well. Like, don't, I don't like to be lied to. I don't like to be um, him hot around, like, just. 
be up front with me so I can deal with it and then I'll be up front with you and you can deal with it and all out of love. I'm kind, you know, but I, I think, I think I'm an eight. I don't know. What would you, you know me? What, what do you think? Well, see to me, that's the thing you can't, it's there's, it relies so much on your motivations. I feel like people can, you can think somebody's one thing, but it's all about how you think and how you process. So I yeah. think what you think you are is more important than what anybody else thinks you are. I, I listened to a book about it. Um, and I, I, I would like to think I'm a three, but I think I'm an eight. It's so funny. So when I talked, you know, you know, Carrie Johnston. I do. Yeah. And she said the exact same thing when I talked to her. She was because she's she's an eight and she says, I wanted to be a three. <laughs> I want to be a three. Which but is hilarious because I'm a three. Me, I'm coming for you. you but know? I kind of love eights. Like, I, in my experience, I, I mean, I've got a lot of friends and people in my life. My mom is an eight. And I'm like, uh, you know, people are healthy and unhealthy, right? So when yes. you read about the Enneagram, there's all kinds of variations, really, no matter what your type is. Yeah. But to me, healthy eights are like my favorite people. Well, I'm a healthy eight for sure. Not, I'm not. Um, I don't feel like I'm, uh, if I were anything unhealthy, I think it would be a nine, you know, if I wanted to people please, but, um, yeah, I think I'm in health, a healthy eight and yeah, like yeah. I said, I, I just really appreciate honesty. Yeah. And when I'm honest with someone, it's completely out of love, but also it can come across sometimes to unhealthy people as, as bad. And I hate that because then I feel bad about it. But, but I also know that I really don't feel like I did anything wrong. So I, right. I yeah. Yeah. So I was having a conversation with someone recently, actually, it could have been my mom. I talked to my mom in the car all the time. I don't know yeah. if you're a car talker, but yeah. Yeah, I have the Bluetooth, and so I can be in the car going from place to place, and I can catch up with my people. So that's my yep. favorite time to be on the phone. Yes. But um, but anyway, we were talking about it, and we were talking about just the Enneagram in general. And one of the biggest things it did for me when I studied it and started learning about it was I am a three. I'm right over there in the middle of the emotions center of everything. Um, I have a really strong two wing, so I do have a tendency to want to help everybody and make everybody happy. Uh -huh. But once I start, started studying the Enneagram and really let it sink in that not only are we all different, but we all think and process very, very differently. Yeah. It let me more easily, I guess, because it was never my responsibility, but I always felt this responsibility to like anticipate how people were going to respond to something. Right. Yeah. But once I really started understanding that, you know what, everyone processes differently, it can't be my responsibility how someone else behaves or reacts to something. It's only my responsibility for how I behave. And it took a lot of that pressure off that I had been putting on myself to make everybody happy to realize that not only can you not make everybody happy, it's just not possible, but you can't possibly know how they think. So there's literally zero reasonable expectation that you could ever do that for someone. I don't know. Well, I love that thinking. And you said two, I think it's two. I think I'm a wing two as well. 
because being helpful is like my whole goal in life. I want to be helpful, but I also feel like being the most honest and the most direct person I can be is the most helpful. <laughs> yeah, that definitely sounds like an eight because healthy eights show the characteristics of a two because okay. they want to help people that need help. Yeah, my whole, so. I wake up every morning and think, okay, who can I help? How can I help them? You know, yeah. so, okay, that's good news then. Yeah. But I have Enneagram. I don't know. I, I just like, I, I listened to that one book about it to yeah. figure out like, because people ask me, you know, what's your Enneagram? I'm like, I yeah. don't know. Let me try and figure it out. But I think I would be an eight and a healthy in a, in a two yeah. or whatever that. Yeah. Is. Yeah. It sounds like it. And that, that is definitely, I've, I've loved it. I studied when I went, I went to college for psychology. And so I'm just totally fascinated with how people think and process. And so when I don't even remember how I first came across this, how I first came across the Enneagram, it was probably a podcast and I was talking to a friend uh-huh. and it made me want to dig deeper. And so I started reading a whole bunch of books and now I'm, yeah, I'm one of those people that I ask everybody, do you know your Enneagram type? <laughs> well, I'm glad you asked. I'm glad to talk about it because like I said, I don't know a ton about it, but I think that I'm in yeah. with the two wing. Yeah. yeah. That sounds, Yeah. So the wing theoretically would be what's on either side of you, but because the eight is connected to the two, uh -huh. when you're in a healthy place, that makes perfect sense that that's what you, that's what you strive for. Yeah. You strive to be self-aware and healthy. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I only wish I could make people understand me. And when I'm honest, that's what I'm trying to do, but it can come across wrong sometimes to yeah. other people who I feel like maybe aren't healthy. <laughs> I don't know. And that, you know, I think that is a lot when we're as, as human beings, when we get stressed out about stuff, we have a tendency to take everything personally. Yeah. We, we, we become very self-centered yes. when we're stressed out uh -huh. and not because we're selfish people, but because we start thinking about how everything relates to us and we start thinking that everybody else's responses are directly related to us. That and it's makes like, perfect sense. You yeah. Know. Yeah. I but think. when we're in a good place, then it's like, no, that's okay. They're responsible for them. I'm responsible for me. I'm just going to keep tracking and it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a really good way to look at it. Yeah. But. This has been so much fun. So I usually wrap up my interviews with some rapid fire questions. You game? I am, but I don't know what to expect here. <laughs> it's fine. They're, they're and pretty let simple. me just start by saying I'm a very honest and upfront person. So <laughs> I, I, I said this last night. I was in a group of ladies and I'm like, someone asked me a question. I gave my very honest, like, you need something right there. I was kind of teaching a craft class. And I said, oh my gosh, I should warn you guys first that if you ask me a question, I'm going to give you my most direct, honest answer. Sometimes if I'm in a crowd, I, I hate to be asked questions because I, I mean, I just, I'm honest. Yeah. Not that I'm rude. Does that make sense? I totally get it. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm and like, like oh. that needs something right there. But some people, you know, so anyway. So I've just ahead. been asking me for encouragement. Okay, so before I go into the rapid fire questions and you said that, do you teach in-person craft classes? I did. I do occasionally, but not very often. I have certain friends or if if you've been a client of mine in the past, I'll do anything you ask. So if a client asks me, hey, I have some friends and we want to do this thing. Can you come and help us? Absolutely. Gotcha. So. Gotcha. For my pro former clients, 
I'll do anything they need me to do. That's fun. Yeah. That's, that's cool. That's, and that's a great model too, that it's like, okay, I'm not going to put this random thing out in the world and see how it goes. I'm going to, you have client centered relationships more so than you have product based. It sounds like. Yes. Which is really cool. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Rapid fire. Books or movies? Books. Books. What's your favorite song? <laughs> it is um It is a song by the Scorpions called Time. Okay. I don't know that one. I'll have to put my favorite. Here's another quick thing about me. I hardly ever change. If I love something when I'm 12, I love it today. If if I buy something for that I love, I love it for my lifetime. Forever. Yeah. You lock in. I lo- I'm locked in. <laughs> nice. I like it. Well, then this will be fun. If um, What's your favorite character? Period. Book, movie, TV show, whatever. What's, who's your favorite character? Belle from Beauty and the Beast. That's a good one. That's a really good one. What's the most spontaneous thing you've ever done? Oh, I'm pretty spontaneous. Um, I don't, I drove to Colorado by myself. That's good. On a whim? What was in Colorado? Um, the mountains. And um, I did go, I did go to a thing there, but it was like, I just decided to go. So, yeah, um, I guess that wasn't super spontaneous, but I don't know. I do spontaneous. Oh, that's, that's pretty, I don't know. That's pretty spontaneous. Oh, okay. From Missouri? Yeah. You just kind of up and went to Colorado. 12 hour drive. I mean, yeah, that's pretty, yeah, I would say that's pretty spontaneous. Okay. <laughs> All right. So we're coming into fall. Apple or pumpkin? Pumpkin. Pumpkin. Okay. Um. All right, I had one more. Hang on. Before before my big last one. Oh yeah, if you had an hour and you could talk to anyone alive for an hour and ask them anything you wanted, who would you talk to? Anyone alive now or who's ever been alive? Anyone alive now. That's a hard one, Danielle. I know. It's easy if it's anyone alive or dead, but someone alive now, that's a hard one. <laughs> Let me think just for a minute. Can I have 30 seconds. You can have 30 seconds. 30 on seconds the on the clock. Because uh, that's a hard one. Alive today. Um, hmm. 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 Okay, let me. Oh, gosh. It would be controversial. I don't know if I should say it or not. Totally up to you. <laughs> I think that I would want to, I would want to talk to a politician. Okay. That's, that's well enough. I get that. I want an hour with a politician. Because you want answers? I want to know what they're thinking. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. Totally get that. That's not something I would ever say out loud if I weren't asked. (laughs) Understood. (laughs) Understood. Well, and that's, I I could see that though, because if you've got an hour and you want some answers, yeah. That's that Is makes that sense. Weird? No. Yeah. yeah. I don't think so. <laughs> so then my last one is always if 
time, money, resources, if none of that were of any issue, where would you go tomorrow? Hmm. Well, my son lives in the UK right now and I would go there. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. I would get all of my family and we would go where he is because he can't leave. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. So what, um, this is your 27 year old? No, my 20 year old. He's your in the 20 year old. Okay. Is he, in, is he in school over there or? He's in the Air Force. Oh, okay. Yeah. He has a yeah. five the Air Force and he lives in the UK. And so that's where I would drop everything and go tomorrow. Uh, I'm totally get that that makes perfect sense plus i lived in europe for four years and loved it there so even if he didn't live there i would probably go just to to travel europe yeah, yeah. okay so then i remember that you said that you've kind of lived everywhere and now you said you lived over there for four years so this is not necessarily rapid fire but how many places have you lived oh gosh um mississippi Omaha, Nebraska, Washington, D.C. area, Maryland, uh, Germany, Missouri. I've lived in, so I've lived in five different places, but I've traveled all over the world. Africa, you're all over Europe. Um, Military family? Uh-huh. My ex to Germany? Yeah, my ex-husband was in the Air Force as okay. well. So, yeah. 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 Loved Fun. traveling and... Um, I love being back home, but still love to leave and go and travel yeah. and do all the fun things. So that's fun. So are you an expert traveler? Do you pack really well? Yes, I'm an expert. <laughs> yes. I can pack for four people for 30 days in one suitcase. So, yes. wow, that is very impressive. I am I'm trying to figure out how to travel for a week with all my art supplies. <laughs> art supplies are different than shoes and clothes. This is true. So I could probably help you out though. I'm pretty good at it. Yeah. I might have to, I might have to ask some questions. <laughs> I, can, I can fit 10 pounds of crap in a five pound bag. <laughs> oh, wow. That's awesome. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, Amy, thank you so much for being on here with me today. I have really enjoyed talking to you. Thank you. I've loved it. I, I hope, <laughs> I hope I wasn't too, you know, Oh, no, that, I think it was awesome. We're going to put all your, your links and everything in the show notes so you guys go check her out. Follow her, especially over on Instagram. She's got some awesome pictures and reels and stuff happening over there. So um, hope everyone connects with you. Thank you, Danielle. Thank you. That's all for today's episode. Thank you for joining us. Remember to check out the Makers Chat community so you can dive deeper into the conversation. You'll find the link to join in our show notes. Have a beautiful week and we will chat again soon.